Trust Psyche, the podcast on astrology and depth psychology. I'm Jessica Deruzza, licensed psychotherapist, professional astrologer, and teacher. You can find all supporting material for this podcast and my body of work at trustpsyche.com, where you can study astrology with me from beginner to advanced. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We are celebrating the 10th anniversary of Trust Psyche. Wow, 10 years, Jessica. (laughs) I'm giddy. Me too. (laughs) It's been really wild to wake up to the Mm -hmm. fact that it's the 10th anniversary, which I and we did not even know until a few weeks ago. That's right. We were just kind of going over it in our heads and catching up on some old business. And Well, technically, you were revamping our entire website. Thank yes, we you. Were. It is gorgeous. Thank you very much. I'm I, very proud of it. I hope you all go and check it out. It is amazing. It's just so beautiful aesthetically, but also it's just incredible to see everything that you've curated for us. There's new content on there. Everyone should take a look, explore a bit explore our what we've been calling a psycho spiritual playground that's how we like to think of our website (laughs) (laughs) and no what was happening was you were in there and you were like editing right one of the pages and i was like i was like you know i feel like trust psyche i know it started in july but i actually don't remember what year it started which uh you think as an astrologer (laughs) i'd maybe want to remember dates of things attention to that one and you went in and you looked and you found out. Yeah, we found that the date, the very first page was created. July 6th, 2013. Ten years. How about that? Yeah. For those of you who like to check out birth charts, it's a really fun one. I think most notably um, the sun in Cancer, but there was this really potent Mm-hmm. Outer planetary alignment, if we all remember, we were in the exactitude of the Uranus square Pluto at the time, mm-hmm. and in Aries Capricorn, and then Jupiter had moved into Cancer, so it was a T-square of Jupiter, Uranus, Pluto. Whoa! Actually, now I'm realizing it. That was the last, no, the second to last Jupiter-Uranus cycle. Oh, good point. Because now we're oh, in the conjunction yep. in Taurus. So, oh, that's so cool. I was born with Jupiter Square Uranus. It's happening in the sky right now for everybody from June of 2023 to about June of 2024. I'm still getting used to how to say 2,000 years. (laughs) (laughs) 23 years into it. Um, (laughs) It's supposed to happen when you're born in the 1900s, (laughs) which all of a sudden sounds old. The 1900s. I was born in the 1900s. Oh, my God. But it was just really special to realize it's yeah. the 10th anniversary. <laughs> surprise! Uh, surprise, right. And the revamp was already underway. And we're like, oh, what do you know? We're doing a website revamp for our 10th, 10 years. Yeah, it's like the renewal and the rebirth mm. of us. And yeah, there's just like really fun discoveries, Uranian surprises that mm-hmm. we have found within that. We started to look a little bit closer. <laughs> what do you know? When you look closer, you find things. <laughs> and so, when we detected, what did we find? Well, we looked a little bit closer, and we kind of realized that the very 
moment that the origin story of trust psyche was having its inception, it was also the inception, the origin story of our love. Yeah, it was so wild. I mean, thank God to Travis, who actually keeps a calendar and keeps the calendar. He doesn't delete things like I do. I have a deleting problem. Um, you delete at moments in time. Uh, let's not. That is an astrologer. This is, this is not what this podcast episode is about, people. Um, and you went back to your calendar ten years ago, and because I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, July two thousand thirteen. Wait a second. I was like, that's when we were, you know, we'd become friends, and there were all these pivotal. There were these few key pivotal days that were leading up to us going to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the. It was- preparatory period there you know a couple months out from the burn and i was like wait a second i was like that means trust psyche began somewhere in there in us starting to fall in love we didn't know yet that we were falling in love we had no idea we were going to be together still a ways off and it turns out that on july 6th so that morning i remember i was at the california institute of integral studies and our dear friend, Matt Siegel. Who features in another episode of this podcast. Yeah, a couple ones back on Aquarius, was there with me. And I was like, Matt, I was like, I really need to start a website. I have no idea what to do. Can you help me? And he was like, sure, let's sit down. And we were sitting outside the library on the floor. And he helped me. He's like, well, what's it called? And I was like, mm. oh, that's a good question. And I was like, hmm. I was like, well, this is a pivotal moment in my life. I'm finishing graduate school in psychology, and I really want what I do next to be my my prayer, my living prayer. You know, this this needs to be an invocation, and I want what this is to be my offering to the universe, my my love story. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, I'm really scared shitless right now because this is a huge leap of faith. So I think. The medicine I need here is to remember to trust Psyche. I was like, I want to call it Trust Psyche. He's like, that's a great name. I was like, cool. Oh, great. The domain's available. All right. <laughs> TrustPsyche.com. <laughs> and then wildly, a couple hours later, uh, Travis had invited the whole program. You'd send out an email mm-hmm. inviting us to hear you play jazz um, at the... The Fillmore Jazz Festival, San Francisco, downtown. Um, yeah, I was playing playing with, a, with a, a little jazz trio doing old standards out in outdoor venue. Uh, and I invited everyone to come down. And Jessica and Matt Siegel... Some others took me up on it. And we surprised you. You didn't know we were coming. Absolutely didn't. I remember the look on your face. You were like, oh, hey. And we walked in. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, this guy, he's playing, fun. And I remember dancing. Oh, yeah, this old man. Yeah, There's this photo yeah, of him like, photo. spinning me in circles. <laughs> and it was just such a fun day. And it was a really meaningful day for us mm-hmm. in becoming friends. Absolutely. And, you know, we hung out all day and all night, and it was just really special to know that literally within hours of starting Trust Psyche, you and I were together mm-hmm. before we had any idea that Trust Psyche would be ours. 
And so what else did you discover happened at that time? Well, that same week, um, I went on a little uh, camping trip with my brother, with uh, some dear friends, and we were uh, we went down to Big Sur. We were in Andrew Moella State Park, I believe it's called. Um, and there's a great there's a great hike uh, that kind of goes up goes up the mountain. And we got to the we got to the top of the mountain, and we were all kind of taking a moment. And I can't remember who suggested it, but someone called for a moment of silence and said, "Why don't you know? Why don't we all say a say a silent prayer?" Uh, for ourselves right now, something that we want to call into our life. And I remember closing my eyes, putting my hands on my heart, getting down on my knees. Wow. Um, looking out from the, the Big Sur cliffs over the Pacific Ocean. And I remember praying to call in the love of my life. I said, universe, I'm ready. I'm ready for the one. I'm ready for my person to come into my life. I've had enough adventures. I've had enough experiences. I've, I've tasted relationship in many different forms, and I think I'm ready for the one that's going to be in my life forever. OMG. I see. I love that so much because I knew that story all along, obviously. But what I didn't realize was that that happened in the same week that I started Trust Psyche. And Trust Psyche has been an interesting journey because you do half of the work of Trust Psyche. And, mm. But it, in a way, it's always been more mine. Yeah, I remember when we were talking about this, I always had the impression that Trust Psyche dated to years before me. <laughs> <laughs> this was part of what you were like, wait, what? Trust Psyche started in 2013? I was like, ah, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a complicated part of the history. You know, I was doing readings and I had a different business, mm -hmm. Archetypal View, since 2008. Right. And so you were right in your mind. I was giving readings, I was teaching, I was doing all those things mm -hmm. under a different name. And that's where, like, all of my original videos are hosted. And I started that with my previous partner in 2008 so i understand why that was confusing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know i don't think it's for now but at some point we can talk about like why trust psyche started sure. but i just love these hidden gems um these 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 hidden pieces and i love that like this is always happening like this kind of revelation when we take time to look back at our past right. and look at our story and how we got to this present moment I think really powerful things happen and I think it's really incredible what can happen when we take time to look. Yeah, I mean I love what you're saying here. It's like revelations don't just come from the future. They don't just arrive in the present having come down the pipeline of the future. They're just waiting there to be discovered in your past. And astrology is such a powerful tool to to bring this out to allow you to see this to you know, give you that archetypal lens to analyze how some of these moments overlap and how the threads of your present you know, date to the past and we're conspiring to, to find one another somewhere there in the future. This really makes me think about a, a course that I'm thinking about teaching probably about a year down the road or so uh, called, title now is Astrobiography, Telling Your Life's Story Through the Stars. 
And what we're going to do together in that class is to really slow down and make a map of our own life and to map out the universal transits, map out the particularities of outer planet transits to our own chart, um, to narrate our own spiritual autobiography yeah. through the language of astrology. I think it's it's a great tool to open up these revelations of one's own life, but also to use the best data set that you have, your own life, mm. to explore astrology and see how it works, see what pops, you know, see uh, how transits come through, how the timing is. Um, you know, there's there's no you know, famous person or external data set that you're ever going to know as well as your own life. And so I just think it's the best way to uh, get intimate with astrology and how it works in the world. Yeah. And I think it's a process of integration. And through that, mm. there's greater awareness and wholeness that happens when we spend time going back. And I think that's one of the gifts of being self-reflective beings and having this type of consciousness that allows us to time travel inside of our own mind and psyche and then when we use astrology to help guide us in that as you do because you give readings in um astrobiography you know where you go and you spend time looking at a person's story and mapping the transits onto that and i just know that that is incredibly potent medicine um that there's this great thing that um, I heard uh, Esther Perel say the other day. She's, I think, really a, a, a revolutionary of our times mm. when it comes to understanding human relationship um, and eroticism and intimacy. And I highly recommend her podcast, Where Do We Begin? But she said the other day, um, this couple, they had experienced um, infidelity, and one of them said, well, I think time will just have to pass, and that'll be the thing. And she said, no. Time is something that we have to shape mm. and give meaning to. Mm. And I think that's the role of what the human being does, because like we are meaning-making beings. We do it no matter what, whether we're conscious of it or not. So it becomes incredibly powerful once we become conscious to choose how we want to shape time and the meaning that we give to it. And I think astrology mm. is an incredible way for us to be in connection with what that meaning is. And mm. something like astrobiography is one way to do that. And I think, you know, we're doing that right now by, by looking back over the last 10 years and going, what just happened? How did we get here? Absolutely. And then sharing it with, you know, the people in our life and being heard, being witnessed, receiving that reflection. Oh, I love how you put it right there. You know, it's this invitation. Astrology is an invitation to shape time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we do, right? Uh, our, well, Matt Siegel makes an appearance. Once again, we were messaging with him this week and you said something, you know, about space time and he goes, Ah, space time, just a means for connection. Mm. And I was like, oh, I so got it. He's so great with those um, right, yeah. insights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of emotional physics. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. I love it. Um, but I think that um, uh, I lost my thread there. Oh, yeah. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention um, about the natal chart of trust psyche is Venus is in Leo. And right now, mm. Venus is in Leo, and she's retrograde. And she's going to retrograde back within two degrees of where Trust Psyche's 
I just mm. like, I'm like, wait a second, Trosagi has a Venus and Leo at 10 degrees. You know, I don't have any Leo in my chart, so it's like <laughs> super fun. And, you know, we gave birth Neither to something. Neither one of us. Neither one, one of us, Leo right? And it's like, oh, like during this Venus retrograde, which is about this um, beautiful slowing down and awakening, awakening and renewal of creativity, for example. And it's like, oh, like trust say he's my love story to the universe that also happens to be our love story that's so venus and leo and like shouting it from the rooftops and here we are and now it's the venus return of trust psyche and retrograde fashion and she's saying yo why don't you like pay attention here and wake <laughs> look up at me. look at me <laughs> let me shine yeah wake, wake up to this um so as we move into you know what this episode is about which is how to read a birth chart <laughs> um you the other day went in and like pulled out all our stats of what we've done in mm. the last 10 years and i was um blown away i'm still not really quite able to take it in i was just wondering if you wanted to share that yeah and just another piece that uh, connects that connects to that um talk about you know looking back over the over the timeline pulling out these pieces having revelations from the past um, and this figures into the stats we've also realized not just recently but a while ago that we both discovered astrology within a month of each other so wild and that wasn't 10 years back but that was 15 years back and so we're each uh celebrating the the saturn opposition of being astrologers yeah, it's so cool. 15 years in, the Saturn opposition happens around that time, 14, 15 years. And it's the, you know, full moon point of whatever it is that you've been committed to for 15 years. And this is something really fun for each of you to do and to look at, you know, if there's anything like first you could just say, like, what were you doing 15 years ago that's connected to now? That's always a fun thing to do with Saturn. But just taking in, like, is there anything you've been doing or been in a relationship with for 15 years? And it's like it has it can have the quality of this moment where holy moly, we've both been astrologers for 15 years. That's incredible. So uh, and in the portion of that time, these 10 years that trust psyche has exist. Uh, existed. These are the, the stats that we pulled together when we looked back over this time to, to kind of appreciate it and, and help integrate it. Um, over a thousand astrology readings given, over 200 hours of teaching to over 200 students from over 25 countries, uh, more than 50 collaborators that have come in and help, eight courses, 40 podcast episodes, and as we said, 30 years of combined experience as astrologers. Booyah! Oh, fuck yeah, man. You know what? I'm going to be super proud in this moment in Venus and Leo fashion. There you go. And, like, just say, holy shit, you know what? Most people, most business owners don't make it to this point, to 10 years. And I just want to say, like, I am... Just... Fully aware, wholeheartedly aware that that's because of each of you who is here with us, who has believed in us and, and our vision and what we do and has participated and co-created in whatever way that's been for you. I mean, the, all of it counts. 
whether that's listening to this episode or taking a course with us or getting a reading from us or being a client of ours or telling a friend about us like (laughs) every bit of it counts and like i'm just so in touch with how like my dreams and our dreams and our visions can only be real because of you and your your faith in us and entrusting us um to be on this journey with you so thank you so much Mm. we appreciate you so shall we talk now about yes. let's, let's talk about what's coming next yeah we're very excited about uh the upcoming master class how to read a birth chart that jessica is going to be teaching uh in november two weekends before thanksgiving that's the 11th 12th and the 18th 19th uh class will happen from 12 to 4 p.m. each of those Saturdays and Sundays. We're on Eastern Standard Time at that point. So Jessica, tell us a little bit uh, about this class. Tell us what this what this means to you. Why is it so special for you to teach this class? Because I know that this is just pivotal for you and is a cornerstone of your practice and of your life. Aw, thank you. Yeah, I'm just so... Uh get i'm gleeful to (laughs) teach this this is my heart and soul this this uh master class um because (laughs) i guess i'll just speak from my heart um i think giving readings saved my life i think being able to read for people finally made me feel like I had a place in this world. Um, that I had something to offer that like my voice mattered. And I think is the first thing in my life that I fully believed in. I could stand behind. Sorry, we're going to go over colds, but I'm also crying. (laughs) Um, It was just like I finally like found home. I found like a place where I had language to give voice to my understanding of life and reality and being here. and, And I got to connect with people and just deeply, um, real and and truly meaningful ways and i just i love i love reading um yeah Mm. i suppose that's Mm. at the core of it i was just very misunderstood before i found astrology i was definitely always labeled as like the weird one and the outcast and um misfit. yeah the misfit and some people would laugh and delight in that and other you know people would make fun of me a lot uh st- still do <laughs> um but when i read for people it was like all of a sudden all of my life made sense mm-hmm. and life just made sense and I saw that it made sense for the people I was reading for 
And so what happened was I, you know, as I do take things very seriously and I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to read. I'm going to keep reading and I'm just going to do the best I can and keep growing and like try and understand like what makes a good reading. Mm-hmm. And this master class is my synthesis of 15 years of and over a thousand readings. Crazy to say, of what the hell is going on there when you do that? And how do you do it? And how did I do it? And we don't all do it the same. And that's not the point of this class. I mean, I don't even need people to read within the same like systems or technique that I do. What what I'm presenting, I think, is something that is functioning underneath of whatever school of astrology one comes from and techniques or worldview one has. I think those things matter and are important, and the ones I use work well for me. And I trust that the ones that other people use work well for them. I don't think that's the point. I don't even think that's necessarily where the conversation is. I think the conversation is... Like, what's the process and the function that's happening in readings? And that's what I want to share with people. Tell us a little bit about why psychology is so important here and how you bring it together with astrology. And it's, I know it's the water you swim in, but yeah. sometimes it's, it's good to pull back a little bit and say, not everybody has a psychological approach to astrology. And I think it's really, you know, it's part of you. It's part of the way you read. Well, I will say that that confuses me, and maybe this is a a bias and a blind spot of mine. Um, I don't understand how you could read in a non-psychological way. Humans are psychological beings. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are, at least now, at this point in our our human history. And um, that's what we're all dealing with. We're dealing with our psyches. We're dealing with our psychologies. And... I think that being human is something we all need support around and being in relationship, whatever kinds of relationship that is, whether that's with your own self or a partner or friends or your family, your children, your coworkers, whatever it is, I think every human being on this planet needs support around that. We all, we need each other. That's how this works. That's how the game's set up. (laughs) you know whether we like it or not and so there's a power in accepting that and so bringing psychology into the astrology i think brings an empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. for the human experience i think we need to have that at at the core the root of the counseling astrologer because this is what we're talking about we're talking about human lives and human issues and as Mr. Rogers said, if it's part of the human experience, we need to be able to talk about it. And I think that goes for our astrology as well. And if we don't understand psychology, if we don't understand human development, if we don't understand brain development, if we don't understand relationships, then what exactly are we reading when we look at a chart? I'm not quite sure. I feel the same. <laughs> Do you want to tell us any bit more of the specifics about how you how are you going to structure this class? Well, what I always love to do is, uh, you know, demo it. You know, I'm all, I, I do my best to walk walk my talk. You know, <laughs> as foolable as I am, <laughs> and um, so I like to do demonstrations. So I'm going to give three readings, 
Um, and what I've realized over the years, and this is part of my evolution as an astrologer, is there's different ways to read a chart beyond what, uh, you know, techniques you use or, or what school of astrology you're from. Uh, so the, the first way I'm going to demonstrate is what I'm calling like a systematic approach. And this is like a little bit more step-by-step -step formulaic, you know, one, two, three, four, five, this is the order that you do things. And I think that that honestly is the foundation of becoming an astrologer, a counseling astrologer. You need to know how to do that because if you don't know how to do that, then I'm not exactly sure what you're reading. I'm, I'm very concerned at that point that there could be a lot of projection going on. Mm. Um, and so the, the, the kind of systematic approach is the core. I mean, that's what I was doing for the first, I think, at least five years that I was reading, probably even longer than that. Uh, so I'm going to demo that and analyze it and, and take questions. And then the second approach is more therapeutic or dialogical. And that approach is something that developed over time. And I learned more about psychology and that was more about deep listening and like learning to like ask powerful questions to the client to get them to share with you what's really going on in their life. So you can use the reading to hone in to where they're actually at instead of this like big global thing of all the possibilities which is great in its own right i think everyone deserves that kind of reading but the therapeutic reading is more like hey let's be with what's here right now and we do that through question and answer and deep listening and the ability to hold safe confidential sacred space that allows the client to um actually share what's really going on and it's a hard thing to do especially with a stranger you know as the astrologer is or you know, especially the first time or few times. Uh, but even still, you know, I mean, I, I don't even tell my therapist everything. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. So it's like, um, it's like learning how to uh, listen and speak uh, with the language of psyche. And I feel like part of the, the second approach, the therapeutic approach, Whereas with the systematic, you're kind of coming from coming from the chart, um, you know, and saying the different possibilities of how these universal archetypes could manifest in a particular way. It's almost in the opposite direction with the therapeutic approach. You're, at least at moments, you're hearing the you're hearing the client speak, and you're hearing the archetypes through their narrative, and it's it's coming from them rather than coming from the chart. But all of a sudden, you see the chart, you know, popping out in their narrative. And as an astrologer, you make those connections and hand it back to them. Oh, what you said here, that's this part of your chart. What you said here. And it actually, in a way, sometimes it, it does the work for you. You know, instead of having to sort through all the myriad possibilities of the manifestation of an archetype, the client takes you directly to their unique manifestation of it in their own life. Yes, and I love the way that you just said that because, you know, like, I will read systematically for this class, or for this, yeah, for the special class. But, like, where I'm at now, I would not be able to do that anymore. It's just not uh, alive for me. It's not meaningful for me anymore because I think that the whole, the whole purpose of a reading is to support that person with where they're at right now and what's going on. And I think we can only do that if we know how to listen to someone's story and locate them within their own story and then provide them a map and be like, hey, this is where I see that you're at. And like, from what I understand, from what you're sharing, what I know about the astrology, like, 
here's an option of choices. <laughs> so then the third way is divinatory. And this was a little harder to describe. It's more similar to the therapeutic. And it has a lot of qualities of it. But this one is for a person who has more um, psychic abilities. Someone who's highly intuitive and sensitive and gets messages from, let's say, more than just the chart. Like their dreams or tarot or um, just, you know, what's going on in the environment. Like a person who can read um more than the astrological chart, you can do a divinatory reading where you're kind of sharing the kind of psychic messages as a channel that's coming through you. And you're using the chart as a reference point, but less so than using it as a, as a way to just open up the intuitive or psychic function. Yeah. And, and another piece of it that kind of connects it back is, is also just the, the chart of the moment. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll look at the chart, you know, for that day, a client, you know, oh, you, you go back and forth about scheduling the session. It's this, oh, no, then it's not this day. Yes. And then, you know, after five or six emails, you schedule the session and you show up on that day. And on that day and that day only, you know, the moon happens to be at that time that they came in, you know, directly on the piece of their chart that you end up talking about for the entire day, um, the entire session. Uh, and so... Yeah, there's, there's even pieces connected to the chart that are divinatory or you call it oracular as well sometimes. I also think about the experience of uh, the wrong chart. Yes. For, for whatever reason, the AM, PM comes through confused or for some reason you're looking at the wrong chart, but the right message comes through. Yes. Eventually it happens to every astrologer. Yes. Um, and that's, it's an example and it's also proof that the messages that are coming through, they transcend the chart in a way, or they're they're more than just the chart. And you know, reading a chart is more than just reading a a spiritual physics that's written in the sky. There's something underneath it. There's something subtending it all, and we're trying to to open up and to listen to that. And the chart helps us to do so. The therapeutic space helps us to do so. That's beautiful, Travis. I mean, I think we can only get to that level when there's a certain spiritual faith that we have in that whatever's happening is meant to be happening, including mm. given the wrong time. You know, my own mistake of, you know, miscalculating the reading. And it's like, how do you... <laughs> the show must go on, right? Like, <laughs> life keeps going. And so how do we show up professionally um, to hold space for that and to actually use it as information to guide us in what's supposed to be happening. It's a whole other level. Yeah, I love that. It makes me think about a kind of parallel analogy in, in jazz, which we were talking about earlier. You know, Miles Davis famously said, he didn't say it quite like this, but he something like, it's only a mistake if you if you think it was a mistake. If yes. you treat it as a mistake, oh oh that was a wrong note. He's like, play that same wrong note a few more times, and it isn't going to sound like a wrong note anymore. It's going to sound intentional. And can you can you receive that wrong note as it was supposed to be there in the first place, and structure the rest of the solo around it? When the chorus comes around the second time, hit it again. You know, let that let that be a gift to you from the outside that was beyond your control instead of 
turning it into a moment of self-criticism, of doubt, of loss of faith. Yeah, it's a different kind of participation. And I think this third approach to doing readings is reserved for someone who's advanced enough in their astrology and their own spiritual practices to be able to be in that space. I think it's rare, and I think um, that it's definitely beyond the ego, right? Mm-hmm. We're definitely beyond egoic astrology at that point. Um, and that's only meant for not only just certain uh, counseling astrologers, but certain types of clients. And I think this mm-hmm. is really important, you know, when we are providing client-centered care, humanistic astrology, you know, we're tuning into where the client's at. And some clients need a systematic approach. Some clients need a therapeutic one. Some clients need an oracular divinatory one. And how do you know that, you know? And so there's like all these different skill sets that we can learn and practice as astrologers to know what to bring forward in that moment for that client in this moment in time. And I think that is what makes a masterful astrologer. Do you want to say anything more about putting down one's ego and you know, what it means to, to show up for a client fully and leave your own beliefs and ideology at the door? Well, that's a deep one. Um, I think that my training as a therapist really helped me do that to the best of my ability. Listen, you never know who's going to walk into that door, you know, who's going to, who's going to step into your office. And, um, we all hold very different belief systems and ideologies. And I believe that a really skilled astrologer can read for anyone, anywhere, anytime. And that doesn't mean you should But you better be able to. Mm. There's a difference there. Um, We get to choose who we work with, yes. But if you can't read for anyone, uh, I'm concerned. Because, excuse me, you don't know what political affiliation somebody has. You don't know what their experience of the pandemic was. You don't know if they're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine you don't know you know this country if they're red or they're blue you know you don't know if you don't know you don't know what someone's religious upbringing or beliefs are and none of that ultimately should matter if you're there to serve that person Hmm. that person can believe the 180 opposite of everything you and believe all the things that trigger you or upset you about life and if you are in a counseling space if you're in a place of space holding you must be able to learn to put down your own stuff enough to show up for that person in a compassionate non-judging way that is in loving kindness where you are curious and just want to understand their experience and guide them through that. And I think that um, my clients have taught me that ultimately. Mm. I mean, I, I, my astrology clients and my therapy clients, I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've at this point heard almost everything under the sun. 
I mean, there's always more to go, thankfully. It keeps it all interesting. But, like, I work with people for years and years and years on a weekly basis. And we do not share the same beliefs or ideologies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they know it. I really, I mean, why would they keep coming back? <laughs> Yeah, I've had some experiences with, uh, especially folks who were like gifted a reading by someone, and you know, sometimes the population of folks who come in for an astrology reading it's self-selecting because these are people who are interested in astrology, so maybe they share a little bit of spirituality, a little bit of psychology. But I've had some, yeah, some strong experiences where s- someone is gifted a reading, and you know they don't necessarily have a spiritual outlook, they don't necessarily have an astrological outlook. Um, and they come in. They come in the door, and you know a lot of a lot of the things that you might say a lot of the time, you can't say anymore, and they they're not going to land the same way. And all of a sudden, you're in you're in foreign territory. But can you meet that person where they're at? Be supportive, be helpful, make them come out of that reading more empowered, better they were than they were when they went into it. Well, this is the fundamental difference between reading charts and not reading charts like you can be an astrologer and not read charts absolutely and i'm a huge i'm I'm the first advocate of that be the astrologer that you are with the gifts that you have that absolutely 100 percent does not mean that you need to read charts or be a counseling astrologer or be a professional counseling astrologer period But if you are going to read charts, if you are going to do counseling astrology, astrological counseling, you're going to sit with people and read their charts. Then it is imperative that you know how to sit with people. You can be fluent and even masterful at reading a chart knowing the meaning of it it is a completely different skill set to then do that with a human being that that chart is connected to and that is the number one missing skill set that i see in the field of astrology and i am very deeply concerned about that which is why I'm teaching this master class. Well, and this is why I think your approach of the live demo readings is so powerful. You know, there's no didactic way, you know, there's no set of steps. Uh, uh, there's no system ultimately that can prepare you for being in the room with the person. And that's why I think it's so powerful to see you, Jessica, do a live reading that, you know, you haven't prepped for in advance. You haven't even seen the chart. I remember us uh, doing the workshops in China together uh, and that one live demo you gave in front of that huge class of people. And, you, ha- you know, you asked, you asked for a volunteer. You didn't see that chart ahead of time. And I remember the one that was particularly challenging. Um, but the power, just how much all of those students and myself learned beyond the astrology, seeing you there with that guy kind of stonewalling you. <laughs> he had Sun, Mercury, Saturn, Pluto. We're up there and we're in this room and I have a translator and I'm in this foreign country, <laughs> in this foreign land. And I've never done anything like this. 
they this huge risk. There's I don't know. There's like 50, 75 people in the room. Yeah. And <clears throat> this guy comes up and he just sits down and he doesn't say a word. He doesn't give me does this resonate? There's no answer. How is this for you? There's no answer. Like all the things I use to see how is this reading going? And I'm analyzing it in real time. And that was the deal. If you want me to read your chart, I have to talk about you as if you're not there. And I'm analyzing him psychologically. And I'm like, so you can see here the Sun, Mercury, Saturn. This person tends to be quiet. There's Pluto involved, so he probably has shame. My guess is there's a secret here. And there's a lot of pressure around the secret. And he doesn't want to tell me what that secret is. Understandably, we don't know each other. And it's in front of all of you. But that's why I don't think there's dialogue happening. So watch. I'm going to try these different techniques to see, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I, he hears me say all of this. And then I turn back to him like, so... <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. We get to the end of the reading. It's like the last 30 seconds. It's like, how long was the demo? It was at least an hour, maybe 90 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'm having an affair on my wife. I don't think I love her anymore. And she's pregnant with our child. We literally were Whoa. out of time. Whoa. And I was also demonstrating how to have boundaries and in a, in a session on time. Right. And I looked at him and I said, that's a lot for you to be going through. And it was very vulnerable of you to share that with me today. I hope you get the support that you need around that. Our session's done for now. Thank you so much for being here today. And the whole room was like. <gasps> and then this, you know, and afterwards in the Q&A this guy like raised his hand he was like hey he's like so you know i give readings he's like but my readings go on for like four hours because the person just starts telling me these things i can he's like you stopped it he's like and then like we talk on the phone all night after the reading and and the weeks and i'm like i'm like are you getting paid for this time he's like no but she's dying of cancer and i'm like okay yes of course, because astrologers, by and large, mm. are caretakers. Mm -hmm. We're people pleasers. We were conditioned to tune into the other. That's why we're so intuitive and empathic and skilled. And so we need boundaries. That's right. And so that's also what I'm going to be showing is like, yeah, someone can say that at the end of the reading. And then what do we do? The reading needs to end. Yes. And there's a way we can go about it. But like, yeah, so that was an, that was an incredible moment. I wow. That was a fun one. Powerful. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing all of that with us. I'm so excited for this masterclass. Thank you. I'm excited too. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, for those of you who are listening, I'd love for you to be there. Um, I think it's going to be a really magical experience. My intention is just for all of us, myself included, to leave as better astrologers and human beings. Um, the live class is going to be limited to how many people can be there live um, but if you feel called to do that i really encourage you to sign up um, early bird in september 15th and then the price will increase by a hundred dollars and as travis said earlier we're going to start in november it's going to be on zoom and we're just going to have like a really beautiful immersive experience and i'm going to take you step by step through how the process works i'm going to give you all that material and pdf so you have it to take with you and if you can't be there live for any reason it's going to be recorded and you can absolutely take it at your own pace and schedule the early bird still applies for that so if you can't be there live 
the early bird pricing, you can still get the recorded version at that price. Go to trustpsyche.com slash astrology courses and you'll see it there. You can go to the homepage and it's there. And is there anything else I want to say about that? Yeah, you know, this, this, this masterclass is designed for anyone who's already reading or wants to read. Let me be very honest here. I, I think that anyone who's listening to this episode could benefit from being in there. Um, even if you've studied with me at the highest level, it's another opportunity for me to demo, you know, what different types of readings are, different types of clients, give more language and analysis of what's going on just to give you deeper support um, around how to do this. I think we all need that. I need that, you know. So. I'm, I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to keep learning from you. I have arranged childcare so I can, <laughs> I can att attend this class. I'm honored. <laughs> and continue to learn from the best. Oh, thank you, Travis. Well, happy 10th anniversary. I'm so happy to be 50-50 partners with you with Trust Psyche. You're the best partner. You are as well, my love. And um, thank you so much, all of you, for being here with us. This is episode 41. Today is August 7th. 2023 and we are going to be celebrating the 10th anniversary of trust psyche through the rest of the year so stay tuned we have more exciting things coming each month until the end of the year love you all so much love you thank you thank you we are dreamed into existence what we do with that dream is up to us. How we dream is as important as what we dream, for the what of the dream knows itself through the how.